You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Now plug yourself in the ass. It's the time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Go Friend Yourself. And as we usually do, we usually start this whole series off with uh, a couple of interviews with people in town. So we've had a couple of Montrealers, and then we like to have our second batch for the second week of Friends with the out-of-towners who usually just get here. And we're starting off today with Telia Neville. Nailed it. From <laughs> <laughs> Poet versus Pageant. Is that right? Yeah. I got the whole thing right. I'm very, very excited. And Telia, you, if, uh, I mean, you just said yeah, but I feel that if a listener is paying a lot of attention, they'll have caught a hint of an accent. You're not from here. No, <laughs> I am not from here. <laughs> You're from about, I think, as far away as you could get from here, almost. Like I think Shane Adams Zach wins that because he's from Perth, okay. and Perth is the furthest away you could possibly get from anything else. <laughs> uh, Melbourne has about six hours on Perth. Okay, I think. yeah, because I think that that's one of the things that I mean. I feel like it's gets lost on us here in Montreal is the fact that like all you guys come from Australia and we're like the Australians. <laughs> and we're like obviously like Shane and Delia and John Bennett and all that. You guys almost know each other. You're like, no, Australia is huge. Like you're like eventually maybe you guys have met through the arts or whatever, but like growing up, there's no way you guys knew each other. Like no. you're just because Australia is its whole big country. That's it's very scary and reminds me a lot of Mad Max, I guess. I've never been. <laughs> So reminds you of which Mad Max though? Uh, the first one, the most. Oh, I guess. the grittiest one. <laughs> well, it's the grittiest, but also like the there's it's not a complete wasteland in the first one, right? Like the first one, he's still kind of a cop, and he has like a family at home, and it's not just like complete insanity. The first one's not yet skulls like tied to stakes. Yeah, with exactly. Wire it's just like a biker gang and a cop, <laughs> and like kind of the illusion that maybe maybe the world has ended <laughs> like but australia is just sort of keeping on like that's i think what's going on in the first mad max is the world's over and australia's like well nobody bombed us <laughs> we're too far away <laughs> exactly uh so tell us about your show give us uh, i guess just open things off give us your first your your one line pitch if we were in the beer uh let me say the beer tent but it's not really a beer tent the f- if we were at the fringe park and you had the one line pitch how do you how do you sell us on the show? So it's a forty five minute uh, epic poem adventure across the perilous seas of a beauty pageant uh, that pits an outsider against the beautiful and sees who comes out on top. I see. So if I'm also taking that one line pitch and like extrapolating with what I read, it's the in the style of like I guess like the Odyssey or the Iliad, but about beauty pageants. Yes, about <laughs> pop culture and sequins. Right. Uh, so. The obvious question is, did you have a pageant background as a little girl? Or are you just like from an outsider who looked in? Did you get into it? Did you do beauty pageant to like in preparation for the role? Australia doesn't really do very (laughs) many beauty pageants. It seems to be a predominantly sort of American and South American type of thing. Right. Um, But I find them kind of fascinating. Uh, and I've watched a lot of them on YouTube. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a shameful amount. Uh, and it's just guilty pleasures. Yeah. Well, or not even, I don't know if pleasure might be the wrong word. Just like a guilty <laughs> stare down of what the hell's Can't going on. Can't look away. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you were watch, sitting there in Australia watching these beauty pageants and then decided that it evoked epic poetry? Was that? Um, I wanted to write an epic poem because I didn't know if I could. Right. Uh, which is usually the start of all of my shows. It's like, mm. I wonder if I can do this. <laughs> Let's find out. Uh, so it started with, I wonder if I can do an epic poem. Right. Let's find out. Uh, and I wanted to put it somewhere uh, uncomfortable okay. for the character who's um, 
journey you're following. Okay. And I thought it could either be prison or it could be a beauty pageant. <laughs> you and know, thought, those are so, yeah, so, so similar. So, so, so similar. <laughs> uh, and I thought maybe a beauty pageant might be a bit more fun. Okay. But as I was going to say, that was my, my, I guess like my, my follow-up question that you already sort of half answered was, uh, when you're just sitting down, you're like, I'm going to write an epic poem. You're like, you're, the obvious is like, like you said, like Odyssey or the Iliad or like these big scope. And then you're like, wait, what, what do I, what can I write about that's big enough to write an epic poem? Was that like, you have beauty pageant, you have prison, were there any other ideas before you like sat uh, down and put pen to paper? No, it was mainly those two. Okay. And I think a hero's journey can be, like it can be vast in terms of scope, yeah. in terms of distance, right. or it could be vast in terms of sort of internal change. Yeah, for sure. And I think this one focuses more on the internal changes right. uh, that she goes through. So is the entire uh, is the entire piece, it's all done, like, I guess, in, in poetry? Yes. Like, okay. It is a 45-minute <laughs> piece of poetry. <laughs> and I guess is there, I mean... I'm just like trying to like trying to throw back to my like like literary schooling and stuff like that. There must be there are like I guess like breaks and themes and you, like in your write up you also indicated a bit that there was like the different parts of the pageant. I guess are sort yeah. of like even though it is a poem that start to finish, there's like progression still. There's like a narrative, I it's suppose. Broken into the segments of the pageant. Okay. So the you know the preamble, uh, backstage beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first eliminations, the swimsuit round, the evening gown round, mm-hmm. the talent round, which is my absolute favorite. <laughs> uh, so it, it progresses through the pageant in sections. Right. Um, so uh, when you're sitting there and you're coming up with this, you see you're, you're, you're there, you've imagined an epic poem. It's going to be about a pageant. Uh, you're watching these pageant videos on YouTube. And what, at what point are you, at what point were you like sure that you're like, oh no, I can, I can write 45 minutes of poetry about this or did it come very early or was it like a little like, do you have any false starts or like stops and starts? Like how long, how long from the idea to, okay, I have a script that I can work with, did it take? Like, um, I'd say it took maybe four months. Okay. That's much um, faster than I thought. I thought it was going to be like, this is year or two of just like <laughs> four well, months having a workable script is really impressive. So, But it has changed course, yeah. multiple times. Like every time I do a season, it goes through a little bit of a rewrite. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bits that kind of helped along the way when I was running out of inspiration and stuff yeah. were the, all of the how-to videos that are on YouTube about prepping, okay. prepping for questions, uh, how to stop your swimsuit from going up your butt, uh, <laughs> how to walk properly but still sort of hold everything in and clenched. Uh, the the preparation videos are amazing and really intense. I can, yeah, it's a <laughs> whole industry. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I've seen a little bit of like pageant stuff. Uh, that was my other question. Was uh, is your is the, the character? Um, like when I think beauty pageants, unfortunately, I suppose you usually think of the like, uh, like the little girl ones, or but is this? But obviously, they go all the way up to Miss Universe yeah. and have adults. I'm, is your character somewhere? This is an adult one. This is an adult one. I don't yeah. know. It could have been a teenager. Could have no. been because the other that would have like thrown in its whole other drama. If you throw like teenage hormones into beauty pageants, that must sounds like an absolute nightmare to me. <laughs> like I find the the kids ones. I find fascinating, but largely creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the teenage ones, because because the internet is kind of unforgiving. Yeah. Uh, the answers that come out in the question rounds uh, for the teenage pageants tend to get picked on quite a lot. Okay. Uh, and go viral a little bit. 
Because they're, you know, they're 15 or they're 16 (laughs) and they have an inch and a half worth of makeup on their face and they're in really uncomfortable clothes and and they're being stared at by thousands of people. Yeah, exactly. And that's enough to freeze anybody's brain up. Yeah, exactly. With Um, every syllable out of their mouths being like judged on a scorecard. (laughs) You're just freaking out. Yeah, no, but exactly. Okay, so it is like it's more of an, an adult beauty pageant. Yeah. Thing. So that, that was that was my next question because I was like, to me, it was like if you wanted to go like full dramatic, like it would be like a teenager. Like if you're like, if you're thinking like 16, 17 and the world of pageants, I can only like imagine the drama that happens, which is like I said, kind of terrifying. Like it's such yeah. a weird thing. I mean, especially also that you said that it's not really a thing in Australia. It's not really a thing to my knowledge in Canada. I know like we have them, but it's not like the phenomenon that it is like in the States. There's like, we don't have schools yeah, to get yeah. you ready. We don't pick talents when yeah. we're four. <laughs> no. So, so why pageants then? Like if you didn't have them and you're just like watching these things on YouTube and you're like, this is it. So why was that? Cause was they're just... so alien to what I know. Okay. And I mean, the, the fringe theatre community that I'm around and that I'm learning about in Montreal mm-hmm. is very sort of, hey, let's just get it done. And if it's held together with duct tape, that's absolutely okay. Yeah. And it's just sort of get in there, get stuck in there and do it. And yeah. it doesn't really matter what you look like. And it doesn't really matter, um, how you, how you walk or right. whether you are okay in heels yeah. or whether you can sort of have this picture perfect smile right. or wear the fake teeth and it's it's such an alien concept that it's perfect to whack an awkward outsider poet into yeah. to see how she reacts because <laughs> it's absolutely nothing like anything she's ever been in touch with it seems kind of like um like it, but your other things you're saying is vaguely reminiscent of uh, the movie little miss sunshine where, yeah like yeah but sort of like a grown-up little miss sunshine yeah <laughs> Exactly as awkward. (laughs) Exactly, that's it. It's just this girl who's like... uh, But when she does that dance in the talent round, like everybody's going... Exactly. You you get yours. Yeah, exactly. No, it's a a great film, but it's just like... But it has that awkwardness of like the whole... The family, the girl, the everything are just not... They just don't They're not like a fit for that. And I guess that's what you were saying is that like... If you look at like the fringe aesthetic and like the fringe values and like then... uh, beauty pageant aesthetic and values. You're, I don't think you could be like further, further apart, like on the creative spectrum of like what people are kind of like looking for in each one. That's really good. Uh, I w- what was your biggest, I guess, challenge when you were writing? I mean, obviously not being able to go to a beauty pageant in person, I'm sure might, must have been one of them, but it was just, uh, were there any like challenges that you had to sort of overcome when you were, I guess, mounting it for the first time when you were thinking, okay, now it's got to play in Montreal? Just like, what was, how was that whole? process uh, so this is the fourth show i've written yeah. about this character and the others were quite episodic mm-hmm. uh, so they were lots of sort of shorter poems okay. strung together with a narrative arc but the main challenge of this one was to write a single cohesive piece okay uh, and then with my first season in melbourne it was just sort of oh my god uh how am i going to remember uh this piece because uh in a lot of theater if you sort of miss a word or you freeze a bit that's fine you just kind of you know you just keep going and it's cool uh but with everything operating on a very particular rhyme scheme uh, and everything interlocking into 
the next thing. Yeah. Uh, if you have a stumble, <laughs> uh, it could be very bad. Yeah, it would, yeah, it would kind of derail the the fluidity of the whole thing and be like, wait a second, those those couplets didn't go or like whatever yeah. else. You're like It would take you out of it versus, as you said, in a normal piece of theater, you could kind of just like ad-lib it and get back onto the script somewhere somewhere a line or two later. Uh, so yeah, so I guess the, the, like the memorization and the like the rehearsal must have been really intense of you just running through this poem again and again and again. I do it a lot in the shower <laughs> and I'll start at different points. So I've wasted, unfortunately, quite a lot of water. Um <laughs> But yeah, on that's in, how Mad Max starts. They use up yeah. the water. It's the shower. Yeah. <laughs> I am bringing about Mad Max. <laughs> uh, um, so I guess what has been so far. I mean, I guess you've had you've had a couple of shows so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, what has how I heard you've um, sold out or near sellout. Um, like, my second one was a near sellout. Okay. I'm crossing my fingers that uh, my next ones are very <laughs> close to that uh, or exceed it. All right. Um, it's been amazing. Um, the audiences have been really lovely mm-hmm. and really supportive and people stop you on the street and that's amazing. <laughs> um, and I had a really great time doing a spot at the 13th hour and I did um, Fringe for All and the QDF launch and mm-hmm. they were really great. And yeah. they just People are just really welcoming and friendly here and they're really open-minded and willing to give something they've never heard of. A world. Yeah, no, I think that that's, I mean, like, I, obviously I was talking about it with one of the Montreal artists, that you guys, uh, my, you guys, I mean, like, the out-of-towners, <laughs> not just, not just Australians, but all the out-of-towners do have that, it's a bit of an uphill battle because you don't get to pull on the friends and family of, like, those, like, safety members of the audience who are like, yeah. I, I can put 20 people in this room if I, like, call everyone or whatever. But you do have the benefit on, like, the flip side of that is that I think that there is a, at least definitely within my experience in the fringe is there is like a, a desire to go see the out-of-towners who are coming in because a lot of a lot of the local talents we do get to see for the rest of the year you know like they do other things the other 12 months of the year but when you say like oh this might be the only chance to see uh telia do poetry you know so i might as well see it now because it's not going to be here in october you know so i think there is that like that sense of like a lot of the montreal fringe goers that they'll take a chance on something because it's out of town, because you're like, but this might be my only chance to see it, and it might be really good, you know. Like, if, versus all the stuff that we have in the city, like, I said, there's, there's, I think there's, I think there's like pros and cons mm. to being from the city or from out of town. I think there's like different draws that you can kind of play on. But so far, you've been saying your Montreal experience has been, uh, it's been great, been great, yeah. Would you do it again? Absolutely. <laughs> it seems is there now? This I is, might bring some better rain shoes next time. But uh, you never know. You <laughs> really never know what the weather's going to be. It could be like sunny and dry. Like end of end of May, beginning of June is such a such a weird time. Um, so I have two more questions. One of them yeah. is that I meant to ask much earlier. Um, you know, the poster the mm-hmm. <laughs> of you <laughs> in the beauty pageant outfit, just the, the blood running down my face. Yeah, with blood all over your face. Was that uh-huh. like something that came to you early on, or was that like a, a late decision? Because I mean, I think that that really like I think anybody who's watched any of those those weird videos or those shows about beauty pageant like gets that imagery like right away. But I was thinking, was that like something that you were like that you fixated on very early on in your process, or was that like came later when you're like, oh crap, I need a poster? Like, <laughs> like I know I didn't want to use any found images, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not really if you look, if you look closely at me, I'm not particularly plausible as a beauty pageant <laughs> contestant. Uh, but I. 
I really love the sort of the fact that it's it's high stakes for her emotionally, but mm-hmm. you can depict that physically. Yeah. Uh, and I like the kind of the idea of somebody walking into a competition looking pristine yeah. and walking back out looking like they've just been dragged <laughs> through a hedge backwards and beaten with a two by four. Um, it's that kind of I am at the other end. Yeah. I am still standing. <laughs> yeah, like, Come amazing. at me. Yeah. And that's great. And my last question is is uh I mean obviously uh go see Poet versus pageant. Please, please obviously. do. That would be <laughs> try delightful. to try to get to the sellout. If we only had near sellout, try to get to the sellout. Uh, but the other thing is, is there any other shows that you want to push? Any other shows you would recommend other than your own? Obviously, oh, I've watched some really amazing ones in the last couple of days. Um, uh, yes, it's an Australian cl- connection, but um, the Ballad of Frank Allen is okay. amazing. It's this amazing buddy comedy and you don't really see very many buddy comedies on the stage (laughs) and this one is delightful incredibly charming um Orson Welles Shylock is this beautiful kind of uh it feels like the inlaid pattern on a beautiful wooden box like it fits together perfectly it's so well crafted it's it's smooth as silk Mm -hmm. and it's really thoroughly enjoyable uh, and if you want to go see something that uh, you might need to eat some ice cream afterwards, uh, <laughs> Cherry Docks is uh, harrowing. Uh, well worth it, but okay. extremely sort of, yeah, it feels a bit like you've been sucker punched <laughs> by the end of it. Uh, it's well worth it, but yeah. do have some ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Afterwards. Just maybe you can like mentally get yourself ready for it. Yeah, or maybe, cool. you know, bring bring a shirt that you like the feel of. or <laughs> Something cozy to just like yeah. snuggle into at the end of it. Uh, so which, uh, this is going to come out on Tuesday, June 13th. So which times, shows do you have left and which venue are you on? Just to uh, I'm in up. in Black Theatre Workshop, right. uh, which is in the Mai, uh, on Jean Mans. Did I say that okay? Jean Mans, Jean Mans? yeah, nailed yep. it. Uh, and I'm You're doing... you an honorary Montrealer, just <laughs> like Shane. <laughs> Before you know it, you're French. just going to be living with Alla France. <laughs> We will all pile in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I'm doing Wednesday night at 8 o'clock, Friday at 5.30, Saturday at 2.45, and Sunday at 7, I think. Sweet. So still a lot of chances. Yeah, I'm in the smaller venue, so yeah. we get an extra one. Uh, so come on down and, and hang with me. Sweet. Thanks so much for coming, Julia. Thank you. <laughs> Those sweet, sweet piano tunes you're listening to right now come courtesy of Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude. Oh man, that was some great podcasting, wasn't it? Anyhow, be sure as always to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, add us on iTunes, buy our stuff, and basically try as hard as you can to make us happy in every single way possible. Uh, of course, be sure to check back every day on 9to5.cc for comics on Wednesdays, podcasts on Thursdays, Scott or Sophie's art on Fridays, and seriously, we'll try as hard as we can to get Zombies and Loathing, Fuck Mondays, and Templars back as soon as we can. Thanks for listening, everyone. 9to5.cc We're not working, why should you?